Hey, 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 guys, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. So before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you that I do have a Patreon channel for those of you who are enjoying the podcast and who would like to support it into the future. So for a really, really small donation, you can watch every episode in video format. You can chat with me on the members only Discord channel and you can take part in our monthly live reading sessions online. So I do a live session on the last Sunday of every month. So please check out Life After Life with Sandy Byrne on Patreon. The link is in the description box attached to this um, podcast. So now, without further ado, let's get on to talking about this episode. Okay, so in this week's episode, I want to talk to you about how we know that we're actually getting a message or a sign from spirit versus what we're getting in our imagination. And also how to manage our expectations of what we can get from spirit. Okay, so the question about message versus imagination, it's a question that people ask me all of the time. Okay, Uh, it's right up there. How do you know it's come from spirit? How do you know it's not something that you want? Okay, Um, and I have to be upfront with you. Okay, there's still times when I wonder if it's something that really happened or if I'm just imagining it or if I'm just hoping that it will be true, you know, because we all want to hear something from spirit. So if we're getting that particular sign or message, are we just hoping it into existence? You know, even I wonder that sometimes, I have to be honest with you. Okay, so for example, right, the very first solo live event I did was in my hometown, okay? Now, let me tell you, that's so much harder than an audience of strangers. It's much, much easier to read for people that you don't know, okay? So anyway, this was a charity event and it was in our local theatre and we sold about 200 tickets, okay? It may even have been more. I'm trying to think how many the the theatre held. It was about three quarters full, okay? So it may even have been more. But before the show, I was backstage and I was shaking, (laughs) okay? Shaking in my boots. I don't mind telling you, okay? And I was questioning what had I gotten myself into, okay? And so when I'm teaching mediumship, I always tell my students, you know, never bring an energy into a reading or on stage with you, okay? It's just, you know, it's not good practice to do it, okay? But I was so terrified. Don't forget, this was my first time standing up on stage in front of an audience, and I still get terrified when I'm getting up on stage, okay? And it's been about three years now, so I definitely would be terrified um, if I go ahead and do some more soon, okay? But I was so terrified this night that when I was getting ready to go on stage, I asked Spirit to let me know that someone was was out there okay I wanted to know that I wouldn't be walking out on that stage by myself okay physically I'd be by myself but I wanted to know that there was some spirit around me okay um so anyway suddenly I got a vision of myself sitting in the front row of the audience holding a small teddy bear okay okay So, of course, I thought this is spirit messing with me now. And I thought, good one, guys. That's not really very helpful. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, I walked on stage and I saw all the people there and I froze. Literally, literal stage fright. Okay. 
I was petrified and there was nothing coming out of my mouth. Okay, I always say to people, you know, that singers and comedians, they have it so much easy compared to mediums, okay, because they can prepare their material in advance. Us poor mediums were expected to entertain an audience for two hours with no script or no playlist. It's not even something that you can practice for, okay? Anyway, I opened my mouth and out popped the words, I don't suppose there's a Sandy sitting in the front row with a teddy bear is there, okay? It was the only thing that I could think of to say. And then I just laughed nervously and the audience were quiet as a mouse, right? Then a girl in the front row put up her hand and she said, I'm Sandy. And she reached into her bag and she pulled out a mini teddy bear. And it turned out that her mam had given her this teddy bear years before for good luck. Okay, and her mother had passed to spirit. And that's who she was hoping to connect with that night. So the whole audience did a collective. <gasps> And I did. <gasps> so we were all surprised. Even I was surprised. Okay. So I thought the vision that I'd had backstage was my imagination. And I didn't think for one minute that it was a message for someone. But it was. Okay. So my point is that even I, and I say even I as if I'm someone special, but I don't. I don't always recognize things for what they are. Okay. So how does this help you? Okay, so the simplistic answer to the question is that if you never start working with your mediumship or psychic abilities, then you will never know. Okay, if you keep everything in your head, how will you ever practice or experience it? The only thing that brought me out of my own head was working with strangers. Because if you're consistently only trying to read friends and family, then you can continue always telling yourself that either it's just your imagination or that it's something that you already knew or must have overheard or whatever. Okay, so we never, ever trust ourselves, do we? So it's like when I'm trying to connect with my own loved ones in spirit and they tell me something. I'll spend the whole day wondering if I already knew that about them or if someone else said it to me over the years instead of accepting that it was actually a message from them. That's why that you'll find mediums going to other mediums for messages from their own loved ones. Okay, so we don't know, you know, we don't always trust. Is this something that I knew in the back of my head? Did I he overhear it when I was a child? Is it something my grandmother taught me? Or is it a new thing she's given me now from spirit? Okay, and it's also quite a common thing for people to come for readings and ask me why their loved ones are telling them something that they already knew or discussed with them when they were alive. Okay, and the reason they do that is because they want to prove to you that it's them. If they were only to tell the medium things that you didn't know, then you wouldn't be able to confirm that it's them. Okay, so going back to the original question as to how we would know if it's them or not, we have to start with our belief about where they are after physical death. Okay, because if you're someone that believes when we die that we go to some place up above the clouds, that we're so far removed from our loved ones here on earth, then of course it will be much harder for you to believe that you are still communicating with them, okay? Because you have a vision of them sitting on a cloud, you know, with a harp and uh, wings or whatever it might be. But if, like me, you don't believe that when we pass over that we spend our time so far away from those we love, but that we live among them, 
then it's much easier for you to understand that they are around us all the time, watching over us and communicating with us, okay? It's because our beliefs in the afterlife enable our abilities in the physical life. So if you have a belief that your soul group can watch over you and guide you and encourage you, then why would it not be logical to believe that they can communicate with you in order to do all of this, okay? It's logical, isn't it? So the only difference between us and those in spirit is that we vibrate or operate, if you like, on a different frequency or vibration as they do. So those in spirit, they vibrate at a much higher frequency than we do. Okay, it's a frequency that we as humans wouldn't be able to handle. So think of it like a dog whistle, okay? We've all heard of the dog whistle. We as humans can't hear it, But dogs with their super sensitive hearing, they can hear it. So that's the same with spirit. Okay, so they're vibrating at this higher level that we don't um, connect with. It's, It's much higher than we as human or physical beings can connect with. Okay, so therefore, if they were to try to communicate with us regularly, well, first of all, we wouldn't be able to understand them. Okay, and secondly, it would really affect us as human beings and most likely make us sick or at the very least give us a headache that we wouldn't be able to cope with, okay? So it's because of this that spirit needs to dumb down their communication so that we can not only understand them, but also so that they don't affect us, okay? So them having to lower their energy to a frequency that we can understand, and at the same time, us having to raise our energy up to a frequency where we can pick up their communication, that affects both of our energies, both us and the spirit. And this is why readings can only last so long, because both of us get exhausted by altering our energies for a long period of time, okay? And those of you who followed me for a long time, you'll know that I get sick regularly. I just get over exhausted and worn out especially when I try doing too much stuff too many readings you know people ringing me saying you know this is urgent I need to see you today or whatever you know that's when I get sick okay so now with all that said okay we know it's possible for them to connect with us but we have to put aside our own expectations in order for that connection to happen okay So, so many people come to mediumship readings with an expectation of the things that their loved ones will mention or comment on. And then the loved one goes on a rant or pointing out stuff that they didn't think would come up at all. Okay, so your loved one has a different idea of the things that they want to say to you. So in order to appreciate the communication that we're getting from them, we have to be open to hearing what our loved ones want to say to us, okay? So for example, right, I once had a reading um, where a mother in spirit told her daughter that she didn't like the daughter's boyfriend, okay? The mother comes to me and she says, I don't like her boyfriend, okay? The mother just said it out as if it was an everyday occurrence to say this to her daughter. But when I gave the message to the daughter, she was offended And she proceeded to tell me what a good man her boyfriend is. Now, I told her that she didn't have to defend her boyfriend to me. It had no bearing on my life whatsoever. I said, but there must be a reason for her mother not to like him. Now, she gave another five minutes after that defending him and telling me that there was no reason 
for her mother not to like him. And then at the very, very end of her rant, she said, almost as an afterthought, she said, my mam never did like him and she never get a, got along with him when she was alive. Okay, Eureka. <laughs> with that acknowledgement, her mother started laughing. And the mother apologised to her daughter for always having given her a hard time about the boyfriend. And she acknowledged that she was wrong. Okay. So now there's a couple of things about this example that it's important to note. Okay. In order for you to understand more clearly the process of mediumship. Okay. So the first one is that the daughter did want her mother to mention the boyfriend. Okay. But she wanted or, you know, maybe more likely needed her mother's blessing about this guy. Okay. Therefore, she wasn't prepared for her mother to come through and say that she didn't like him. She was hoping for that, you know, um, that okay, the nod or the wink or whatever from her mother to say, you know, he's all right, okay? But the second point here is that if her mother had come through and said straight off the bat that she really liked the daughter's boyfriend, then the daughter would have said to me that I wasn't talking to her mother because her mother didn't like her boyfriend at all, okay? So this particular situation was a lose-lose situation for me as the medium, okay? Because I couldn't have been right either way. Because the daughter had her mind made up before the reading about what information she was going to accept. And that I was likely going to spoof her with irrelevant information. And in this way, she was almost blocking the energy of her mother coming through. And most likely, this is what she was doing on a daily basis. Because there was no reason at all why that mother couldn't have communicated directly with her own daughter about her change of heart about the boyfriend. The only block was the daughter's belief that she couldn't do it herself. Okay. But also she wanted her mother's approval. So she couldn't have believed it if it hadn't come from a neutral source such as myself. Okay. So our expectations of what we want them to say sometimes stop us hearing from what they they stops us hearing what they actually do say okay now of course what most of us want to know is whether or not they're okay in the spirit world but how can they show that to us okay do they come down and do a dance to show us how happy they are or do they give us subtle but specific messages about what's going on in our lives so i would suggest the latter okay the subtle but specific messages because they want to prove that they're around all the time instead of just telling you that they're here now because you asked a specific question or because you've booked a reading okay um you know they, they want you to know that it's not just at this moment okay you tell okay ma'am i've booked um, a reading with sandy now on friday at four o'clock you have to be there okay so your mother's going to need to be around all the time, you know, to hear you say that to her. And, you know, any relative, they're going to be around you, not every minute of every day, but on a regular basis. OK, so here's another example. So in a reading um, a while back, a mother mentioned to her daughter about a lock in the back door being broken and her not being able to get into the house. OK. Now, this incident had only happened, it had happened with the daughter the Friday before her reading with me, but she couldn't understand why her mother would mention it, okay? It wasn't necessarily a big deal. She had to call a locksmith who 
opened the door and got her into the house. It was fine, okay? But the mother mentioned it because she wanted her daughter to know that she's around her all the time. Not just when she has an appointment with a medium or not just when she's visiting the grave or whatever. It's all the time, okay? And, you know, the fact that she's letting her know that she's around, you know, all the time or regularly, whatever way you want to put it. Um, you know, and I say this time and time again in readings, spirit rarely come through and say they're happy. Okay, it's not because they're not happy. But, you know, nobody's going to say to you, oh, I'm happier over here than I was down on earth with you, love. Bye. Okay, they're not going to say that. Okay, so they never want you to think that they're happier in the spirit world than they were when they were here. Okay, but they're trying to let you know that they're okay. You know, that they can still see, you know, that they can travel between the, the two vibrations, if you like. Okay, so it's important that we know that they were around for the mundane things as well as the big things. Okay, they don't just come down for weddings and christenings and funerals. You know, they're there when you're cutting the grass. Okay, they're there when you drop the cup in the kitchen and it's the, the straw that broke the camel's back and you break down crying. Okay, they're there for all the little things as well. Okay, so getting back to talking about the actual connection, okay, because even as I'm talking now, I can hear you all going, but that's easy for her to say she has the gift and I'm doing, you know, air inverted commas when I say gift, okay, because I know that some of you would have heard me talk about this in the past and I can assure you all that I am not gifted in any way. Okay, to me, gifted has always been singing, painting, you know, anything artistic. But communication is just an ability. There's not a chosen few of us here, okay, that were handpicked by God or the angels to be able to communicate with our loved ones in spirit. Okay, it's an ability. Everyone can communicate with them. And now you're all saying, well, that's easy for you to say your grandmother, your great grandmother, your great great grandmother and generations of your family were all psychics and mediums. Okay, now that in itself doesn't necessarily mean anything other than the fact that they understood what I was talking about when I spoke about seeing spirits. Okay, it doesn't make me any better a reader. This is the equivalent of a child maybe who has an interest in horse riding. Okay, if that child comes from a family who all know how to ride horses, then they have a head start because as a young child, their family members will have them out learning about horses sooner. But a child who doesn't have a background of horse riding in the family, they can still go to an equestrian centre and learn to ride. Okay, my point is that each one of you has the ability to connect to spirit. You have eyes and ears and senses just the same as me. So the only thing holding you back is the confidence and the guidance to show you what to look for. So think of it like, you know, the way we learned Irish or French at school. We all had the ability to speak it, but we needed guidance as to which words to use and where to use them. OK, it's the same with mediumship. OK, but a bit easier because there's no masculine or feminine nouns in spirit. OK, it's different. Um, the same but different, if that makes sense. OK. But, okay, and I will say that, okay, that sometimes we listen to people who, okay, let's, okay, let's just say it as it is. Sometimes people showboat, okay, about their connection to the spirit world, like they have been bestowed with some elusive gift that it would be impossible for you to replicate. And they see spirit walking around all the time and talk to them all, all of the time, okay? Now, this is showboating. 
Okay, connection with spirit is not like that at all. And this is why it's important not only to manage expectations of what kind of information you will get from a reading, but also how you might encounter spirit in your everyday life. Okay, so now obviously I can't say that anything is impossible. Okay, but for the vast majority of us, we don't see spirit walking around all the time or hear them whispering in our ears all of the time. This is a way of describing it so that people understand how we're getting messages. But if we were to go around talking to spirit all of the time, we would be locked up in asylums, okay? And don't forget what we talked about earlier, that for both us and the spirit to adjust our energies to make this possible, that would totally wipe us both out to the point where we would be sick, okay? So when, me, uh, when as mediums we talk about seeing spirit, okay, we don't always see them in the room with us as we would any living person, okay? So what we see generally is, a, when, or when we see spirit, okay, it's generally a fleeting vision, okay? Just like they showed on the television. So for spirit to manifest a vision of how they looked when they were alive, that takes so much of their energy that they can only do it for seconds at a time. This is why as mediums, we're more likely to get those visions when we're doing demonstrations on stage. You know, because in that situation, spirit has to compete with so many spirits to be seen or to be heard in that environment. And also in that environment, the readings themselves are very quick. So the easiest way for them is to show you, okay? And in the past, when I've been on stage, okay, um, and one occasion I had a young man, young man, okay, he literally walked down the side of the audience and pointed out his mother to me, okay. And I also saw a dog once sitting down beside a girl in the front row, and I thought she'd brought her dog with her, but you know when I mentioned the dog to her, um, it turned out that her dog had passed two weeks before the show, okay, so. Because in those instances, because there's so many other people in the audience and therefore so many spirits trying to get through, the easiest way for those spirits to get noticed was to show themselves, okay? So if you're someone who is trying to connect with spirit, don't always expect to see a physical vision of them in the room with you, okay? It doesn't always work like that. Usually it's much more subtle, okay, like a thought or seeing maybe someone, sometimes you might see someone that looks like them or maybe, you know, you're always seeing their face in other, on other people's faces, okay, or maybe you're seeing things that reminds you of them, okay, so it's not always just physically seeing the person. Now, it's the same when mediums say that they hear spirit talking to them all the time. Okay, now this is to help you understand, and I've often said this, I've often said, you know, in readings or whatever, that I, I've heard something really clearly. Okay, but it's not always the deceased person's voice. Okay, it's not always said with their accent or in a male or female voice or anything like that. Okay, yes, that can happen. It absolutely can. But mostly, it's the thought, it's like a thought that you think, you know, what they're telling you. Or sometimes you hear the message that they want to say, but you hear it in your own voice, but you know it's their words, okay? So it's them manipulating the energy to get their point across, okay? So it's not their own voice, 
they don't have a voice box anymore okay so they use my voice or my thoughts to give me the message now it's very very important for people to know this because sometimes i have people on my mediumship programs who think that in order to connect with spirit that they need to hear the spirit talking to them or have them sit down beside them unfortunately it doesn't work like that and believe me i keep asking spirit this because that would make my life so much easier and I would be able to do so many more readings, okay? Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that, okay? Or I would be on a lovely holiday in the Caribbean right now. Another thing that I should point out, okay? And something that I, I mention often, okay? And that is that I have been seeing spirits since I was a child, okay? Now, this does not mean that I'm any better of a medium than anybody else. It doesn't really mean anything. Yes, it's my experience, okay? But I bet that if I was to ask each one of you, I bet you've all had or all did have some kind of spiritual experience when you were a child. OK, I bet you did. OK, so, for example, I don't believe in imaginary friends. OK, I don't. I believe that all of those, you know, those friends, if you like, you know, when people say, oh, so and so had an imaginary friend, I believe that they were actually spirits. Okay, so as a child, I rarely saw random people. I rarely saw strangers. It was mostly family members in spirit, family members that were around my other family members, you know. So, you know, great grandparents, great great grandparents or whatever that were around, maybe my grandmother or my mother or whatever, you know. I just thought that everybody else could see them like I did. But I have no doubt in my mind that every single child has these experiences. It's just that as we grow up and the logical side of our brain kicks in, we forget about these experiences because logically we feel that we shouldn't have seen them. Okay, and perhaps nobody in your household spoke about it. Okay, that's where I was lucky. There were so many generations of readers in our family that it was something that came up in conversation all the time. Okay, so my point in all of this is that if you manage your expectations of how you think spirit will communicate with you, then you would have a far better chance of concentrating on the correct signs and the correct energy so that you can actually understand them and what they're trying to say to you or to give to you. Okay, now all of that said, okay, it is important for me to say, okay, that while everyone can connect with spirit, not all of you will be able to be mediums that read for other people, okay? So in order to read for people, okay, even just medium readings, I'm not talking about psychic necessarily, okay, but you still need to be able to read the person who is looking for a reading, okay? There has to be not only empathy, but the ability to be able to turn to tune into what's going on for the person and turn this into an understandable message for them. Okay, but what information this person would be able to take on board on that particular day? Okay, so now I'm not saying that I filter the information that Spirit give me, not at all, okay? So Spirit are quite capable of knowing what information should or shouldn't be given to someone. But how we deliver that information is really important and it can totally shape someone's experience of a mediumship reading. Okay, so you can just sit there and you can say, yeah, your mom's here. She was 63. 
you know, and you can say everything out and, you know, you sound very monotone, okay? That doesn't give somebody, you know, an experience. So you have to tune into the energy of both the spirit and the person you're reading for and try and give that message to them in a way that the message would have been relayed, you know, almost almost like you're, I suppose, interpreting the relationship between these two people, okay? So, um... So look, I always tell people, okay, if they're looking to do a mediumship program, start by doing the mediumship for yourself first, okay? Learn how to read spirit, learn how to interpret the messages and whether or not you will become a working medium, that will come later, okay? And please don't all sit there listening to me thinking that being a medium is a great job to have, okay? Now, I love it, okay, because being able to bring peace to someone, to bring closure, to give them guidance, you know, all that's amazing. And, and seeing the change in people after a reading, it is the most amazing experience. But most of the time I sit here, okay, talking into my microphone, thinking that I'm really bonkers <laughs> and that at some point the men in the white coats are going to pull up outside and take me away, <laughs> okay? It can be very lonely, Every day is nerve-wracking, okay, because someone's booked in with you for a life-changing experience. And I have no way to practice for the readings, okay, to make sure that I'm, I can do my best for them. And sometimes I'm tired because maybe I didn't sleep right the night before, okay. Sometimes I might get held up in traffic, you know, on the way home from the school run, and I might only have three minutes to prepare myself for the reading, okay. Nothing in life is perfect, Okay, and nothing ever turns out the right way. And like anything in life, you have to accept that there are people that you are never going to be able to please. Okay, and also like anything in life, okay, you have to hold on to what works for you and let go of what doesn't work for you. Learning mediumship is like that, okay? Any teacher can only tell you what works for them and maybe give you some variations of a technique that works for them. It's with practice and experience that you will develop this information into something that works for you, okay? As to whether or not you will ever know that it's actually spirit or your imagination, the only way to know that is to share it with other people, okay? Those of you who've had readings with me or if you've seen me work, you will know that time and time again in readings, I preface a message by saying, I know that this sounds totally random, but, okay? And that's because sometimes the messages seem ridiculous or out there, okay? That's to me. But when I, when I give the message to the person, it's always totally relatable and meaningful, okay? So building up your trust in spirit and especially your spirit guides, it's the only way to get past that doubt that we all hold in the back of our minds. Okay, it's just the way we're programmed. Okay, and because it's not, because nobody from spirit is sitting there whispering in your ear and you're just repeating it, you have to interpret the message. Okay, and you know, you have to acknowledge that you're human and that you're gonna get it wrong sometimes. We all get it wrong sometimes. Okay, but generally we get it right more than we get it wrong. Okay, so it's just practice and trust in spirit. You're still going to wor worry sometimes that it's just your imagination. Okay, 
So I hope that this chat makes the whole process a little bit more understandable to you, okay? Because I know that for a lot of people, the whole mediumship thing, it seems so shrouded in mystery, okay? But it's not really. It's just a different way of communicating. And communicating is, is something that we can all do, okay? So I hope you enjoyed this episode, okay? And if you did enjoy this episode and if you do enjoy the podcast in general please do consider checking out life after life with sandy Byrne on patreon okay because the small donations helps me to keep dedicating time to producing episodes and of course um our monthly reading sessions as well okay so for now i'll wish you well and i'll talk to you all in the next episode and until then take care and stay safe discussing everything about